Sarah started her business while in her first year of medical school, where she worked late at night to create the concept for brand that would allow people to weave the benefit and science of scent throughout their days. She and her brother, Sean Penton, launched the premium essential oil company Vitruvi during her second year of medical school, and after experiencing fast growth, she quit school to run the business full-time. After four years in business, Vitruvi is now sold in 300-plus stores internationally with partners such as Goop, Nordstrom, Anthropology, and Sephora, where Vitruvi is the first essential oils company they have carried. Sarah now leads the growth of the Vitruvi brand founded in 2014. Vitruvi has been featured in Vogue, Forbes, Harper's Bazaar, Fast Company, Architectural Digest, W Magazine, and Coveture, to name a few. She has worked closely with companies to take on the wellness category mainstream through partnerships with Violet Grey, Revolve, Cat Beauty, Madewell, Urban Outfitters, and West Elm. Glow Radio is a podcast for sassy entrepreneurs who are in the process of quitting their much-hated day job to work for themselves full-time. You can expect weekly conversations with unapologetic creatives, business owners, and influencers. We discuss tips on how to reach your goals, manage your time, and keep your sanity while being a major boss babe. We are Jacqueline and Clara, your favorite hype women who will cheer you on and push you to create the life that you want. We have helped entrepreneurs make meaningful connections to grow their businesses. Glow Radio has been seen in Oprah Magazine, Thrive Global, and Pop Sugar Fitness. We hear you, girl. By popular demand, we have created a freebie for you entrepreneurs who don't want to waste time or money but want to start your own podcast. It is only seven simple steps and you don't need to break the bank. Make sure you stay with us until the end to find out how to get your copy. Hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Glow Radio Co. Stay sassy, babes. Before we get started, we wanted to thank Bluehost for partnering with us. We're so happy to use the best hosting service that doesn't break our bank. Bluehost powers over 2 million websites, including ours. They offer 24-7 support, a money-back guarantee, and is the number one recommended web hosting by WordPress.org. If you're an entrepreneur building or revamping your website, we highly recommend Bluehost as a trusted resource. Sign up for your website hosting today at www.bluehost.com forward slash track forward slash woglow. That's W-H-O-A-G-L-O-W. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode on Glow Radio. Today, we have a very exciting guest. We have Sarah, the co-founder of Vitruvi, and we are just so excited to dive into conversation with her today. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So first of all, how about you tell us a little bit about your background and your company for those who don't know you? Yeah, Vitruvi is 
um, basically the manifestation of everything I was passionate about. So in a very short snippet, I grew up on Vancouver Island in a little farming town called Machosan. And it was like by the sea and all organic farms and produce. And our parents, my brother and co-founder and I, our parents were hippies way before it was cool, um, making organic yogurt and eating vegetables. And um, so I grew up with a love of wellness, um, really taking it for granted how Kind of progressive we were thinking and um, my background is in global health I studied immunology and infectious disease and was really passionate about women's access to healthcare um, and worked abroad in Kenya and Morocco and that's where I took a lot of courses in medical anthropology so learning about the health and wellness practices of different cultures and learning what we could kind of take from those age-old rituals and apply to our modern lives so that was my passion from then there I went on to medical school to study preventative medicine um, and that's when Vitruvi started. So it's really a combination of my love of, of women's health, of botanicals, of wellness around the world. And uh, that's what we're doing. Wow, that's amazing. I totally admire that it actually came from like a medical background, mm. not just like some people who are like, I like oils. And then, you know, they just throw oils at you. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and yeah. to know, actually, where did you kind of get the funding? Because it, this is, you know, lots of diffusers and having to work with chemicals and products it's like not chemicals but you know but a lot of ingredients ingredients yeah um so this is you know something that I talk a lot about when I whenever I can like there's a lot of different ways to start a business and for us it started with a really really small seed investment which would kind of more formally be called a friends and family round which was a mentor of mine who was an incredible resource and knowledge base from um, business so it was a tiny check, like way less than anyone would think. Um, and Sean and I actually both had our own jobs um, outside of a trippy, so side hustles. I was working for three other companies doing their social media and writing. And so everything that we did went into the brand. And it really forced us from the beginning to make the company economics work and to make it profitable so that we could self-sustain. Um, so we did that for two years. And that was a lot of late nights. Uh, probably close to three years. Um, and then by then we had our first employees, we still weren't taking a paycheck. So really all of that was going into the business and we were forced to make really smart decisions with that small amount of seed capital. From there, we raised money with someone named Charles Chang who co-founded the company Vega. And that was a more formal seed round. Um, and so that's kind of, that was about two years ago. So the company was much more mature at that stage. Wow. So how did you even have that encounter? Like, did you know him beforehand or like, how were you able to set up that meeting? Um, it was really uh, just both uh, instances was not looking for capital. It was really just the first one was uh, I, to be honest, had gotten to medical school and it wasn't my people. Like I had come from a small town and I'd worked really hard to get there. And when I got there, I was just not happy. And I had met some amazing people through my um, work with uh, charities and they were more from like a business background. And so I was actually hoping to be able to just learn from him and uh, do some intern work. And then he found out about the project that I was doing and said, well, let's do that. So that's how that started. And then with Charles, uh, I really just got on a phone call with him to learn more about how they had built their affiliate um, and in, um, ambassador program at Vega. So it was really me just wanting to learn and then the conversation got more and more serious and we talked more and more about the business that Sean and I were building and that's kind of when it became more of an investment conversation. 
Amazing. I think the importance is like really wanting to learn and seeking out people that you think are best in the world uh, at something and then not having an agenda. How did you reach out? Like, were you just like, okay, I'm just going to randomly email or call this person? Or did you have to go through like proper channels? Oh, it was an introduction. And you know what's funny? A lot of people, one thing that I really try to focus on in Vancouver is helping make introductions because I get to travel a lot for work and the cultures around business and connectivity are different in different cities. So for example, in New York, it's almost like social mileage to make connections for people. So you'll leave a business meeting or leave a coffee and it's like, oh, you need to meet so-and-so and and I need to connect you. I find in Vancouver, there's a little more scarcity. I don't know if it's because of smaller towns. So it was really through a connection. Um, A lot of people had said, you know, you should meet Charles, you should meet Charles, but no one would make the introduction. And then my friend Ryan, um, who's an amazing guy who runs a really cool big tech company, um, said, you need to meet Charles. And I said, I know, I want to talk to him about uh, their ambassador program. He's like, well, we'll text him. So it's just around that karma of connecting people. and, And I try to do that as much as I can now as well. Amazing. So what have been some of the most like difficult, challenging times of building your company? Oh, every day. Like, (laughs) I think that, um, I mean, it is, you know, Viturvi grew relatively fast. So it's around understanding supply chain. Um, I have no background in business. So learning on the fly, finance, budgeting, how to scale a company, understanding the true cost of something, um, and even pricing. I mean, when we started making our products, we were hand labeling in in our apartment and just pricing them out of the blue. So really adjusting and maturing the company has been some of the largest kind of uh, growth pains, I would say, and then scaling quickly. So in the last two years, we've redone our whole supply chain to be able to meet demand and scale. Um, And beyond that, it's it's really just about... um, being, you know, one of our core values is seek the discomfort of the unknown. That's where the magic happens. I think a lot of people are scared to feel like they don't know what they're doing or that they're uncomfortable, but that's the only time things are progressing. So I try to ease into that. And it's something that was really hard adjustment from academia to business because in academia, you'd like practice and study and then go, do I understand it enough? And in business, you're just like learning on the fly. And if you're not uncomfortable, you're not going fast enough. I absolutely love that value because we were like that too. Every time we kind of hit a roadblock, we're like, but we're like the uncomfortable is what makes us go. And then yeah, if you know what you're doing, then you're like about to die. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) And actually we, we know how hard it is sometimes to just even work with a partner. What's it like working with your brother? Because he is the co-founder as well. Mm -hmm. Is there like sibling rivalry sometimes or? No, I mean, like, because we grew up in the middle of nowhere, um, it was sort of like, we're going to be friends or this is going to be super boring. We've we've always been friends. Um, He is just awesome. We have really complimentary skill sets. And we really balance each other out. Like, Sean is, I would say, um, a natural entrepreneur. Like, he is so talented. He's really good at making gut decisions. He's really good at keeping things moving. And I tend to hold things more. Um, And so it's a really good balance. It's not like going off the rails, but then also like not staying stagnant. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, we, you know, it's nice to have someone that you just truly love. Like we can speak really straight to each other, which is important. Um, And I think that that's really important in a co-founder relationship to not have to have politics and to just be able to say like, Hey, I care about you. 
we're still gonna spend Christmas together. Let's hash this out right now. Yeah, it's like I still have to see what works. Here, so. <laughs> yeah, if it works, it really works. Um, when people meet us, they either say, oh my gosh, I could never run a company with my sister or, oh, I, I think I, I've, I've thought about starting a business with my brother. But I think it takes a really unique personality to be able to do it. And how do you divide up the tasks? Like, is there like, you said he's good at business, so maybe he's more just like sales kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's really a combination of the two. We look at everything together. So I review all of our finances and our decision making, our strat planning, um, that type of work. And then he's actually really creative as well. So we do a lot of product development together, both from like an ops and finance planning, as well as like a creative and opportunity um, kind of profiling. Um, but in general, I would manage more of like our marketing and content and Sean works uh, really closely with our operations and finance team. Mm, cool. In the beginning, did you work with any freelancers at all to like, um, help with like product design or marketing, anything like that? Or did you do it all anyhow? Yeah. I mean, well, it still feels very much like the beginning to me, <laughs> um, even a few years in, but, uh, we still work with a lot of. Um, contractors, we actually, um, all of our, some, about 85% of our photography is user-generated content. So that's even everything in our ads, on our website, and our product pages, on our social. Anything that we do for a specific product launch, we work with a set kind of amount of freelancing contract photographers. And we really love working with contract um, artists, artists and photographers because it keeps it really fresh. Sometimes when you bring stuff in-house, there's like a group think mentality. So we, we work also with some freelancers for our base notes, um, which is our online edit editorial magazine. Um, and it just keeps a fresh perspective and keeps us kind of in the loop as well. Yeah, it sounds like you have a lot of hats <laughs> to wear with the finance and the managing and this and that. So what's your day-to-day -day like? Oh, it's all over the place. I love it though. It's, um, it's really about like, I take it really seriously when it means to step in the office. And when I'm here, I want to be thinking clearly and present and not have phones around and really be with people. Um, my day, I mean, I could pull up my schedule today, but I think I have a, a finance meeting at 12, an investment meeting. Um, we're reviewing a launch um, for a new product that we have coming out on the 31st. So we're doing a whole review of the entire marketing strategy. Um, I have a phone call with someone that I'm helping. Um, I like pro new product development. Um, and then we do our department head meetings. So having all the seats at the table today at 10 o'clock I'm hosting. So it'll be finance, operations, sales, um, a customer experience, uh, marketing, and uh, creative direction. So it's, it's a lot. It's what keeps it really fun and fresh and um, always learning and really uncomfortable. That is our hashtag yeah. goals right now. <laughs> so, and how many people are on your team right now? There's 17 of us. Wow. So it's a small but mighty team and um, everyone here is just oh, so talented and so cool. And wow. they just like work really, really hard. And I think that if you get to spend your days with people you really admire, you're kind of winning. So I feel super fortunate to uh, get to work with the team. Here. Actually, what's your hiring process? Like, is there any specific traits that you look for when you hire people? Oh, good question. I, I think a lot of it is uh, like gut and intuition, um, which is also one of our core values at the, at the brand at, at Vitruvi, which is just mm -hmm. like listening to that 
um, kind of gut feeling. Um, a lot of it is around just like fit and energy. Um, people that are good to get their hands dirty, everyone here does the work. There's no like strategic roles. This is like, you're doing it, I'm doing it, we're all sitting down together. Um, and that's really what we wanted to build at Vitruvi is a, like a small boutique agency where it's kind of coveted to work here. And you'll never hear Sean and I brag about headcount or I, I think that's really old school and I would rather take care of a, a group of people and, and build really great work together. Amazing. And how about your like sales and marketing? Where do your customers usually come from? And how, what's your favorite type of marketing method? If you're enjoying this episode so far, please comment, glow up on YouTube and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars or we will find you. We will. Oh, good question. Um, I mean, we use a lot of different things to find people. Um, so direct online, um, we work a lot with the team at Amazon as one of their vendors. So almost 50% of searches start on Amazon. So we've built out a really special program with them. Um, it's a really different customer than the customer that would find us through social. So like Instagram or Facebook, um, a lot of organic traffic just from press and writing stories and a lot from our base notes um, publication as well. People just wanting to learn about natural living. Um, so it kind of comes from a lot of different places. And I think it's really important to not lean too heavily on one channel, especially as things are shifting and moving. Um, but I would say my favorite method of meeting customers is in person. <laughs> and we also saw that you are on Sephora's website. How did you land that partnership? Oh, they're so cool. Um, so I was part of their Accelerate program. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's about four years old now. I think I was involved in the second year. And they reached out to us um, and they basically take 10 female CEOs and put them under their wing for a year. And I lived in a house in San Francisco with nine other female CEOs from different companies, beauty brands. Um, so it's a really, we have a really close relationship with them. I've met their CEO and their whole executive team and did some focus groups with them. It's actually where our blends were created from focus groups in San Francisco with the support team. Um, and they opened up a lot of really great relationships with us. So that's how we ended up there. We're the first and only essential oil company at Sephora. Um, we still have a lot of growth and exciting things happening with them. Wow, that is oh so gosh. exciting. That sounds like a dream. So mm. We're big Sephora home. fans here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you basically can see a Sephora bag on someone's desk like every day. And most oh, of our end by talking about new makeup and skincare that we're using. <laughs> we're skincare junkies yes definitely yeah. and how did you get into that program like was it an application process um they reached out yeah oh, I think, okay yeah mm -hmm. but i think there's but there's also an application process mm, gotcha and for oils and diffusers like what are your pro tips on using them is there a right or wrong way no, blend them together and experiment. And I, the way that we price our oils is that so that women can feel like they can use them all day, every day and can't mess it up. Um, some really great tools, uh, tricks of the trade would be like certain combinations. So citruses pair really well with herbal scents. Um, so think like, or woodsy, so think like spruce and grapefruit or um, like bergamot and cedarwood. Mm. Um, Floral, <laughs> bergamot and cedarwood is my favorite. Um, but I really uh, stress for people to start mixing and blending their own bespoke aromas. And we have a, um, a kind of 
piece that you can use on base notes, which is called diffuser cocktails. So they're, um, they're named almost like nail polish names. And one of mine is the lazy housewife, I think it's called. And it sounds oh. like it makes your house smell like you just cleaned it, even if you didn't. So it's just like all these fun little um, uh, blends that are recipes to use in your diffuser. Amazing. That's super cute. Yeah. I absolutely love that. So what are your future goals for Vitruvi? Oh, there's so many. Yeah, <laughs> we'd have to do a whole other podcast, but I think for uh, immediately really bringing women together, our customers are like the nicest women in the world. They truly are. They're smart, they're dynamic, they're interesting, they're discerning. So meeting with them in person more, um, creating products for them, creating ways for them to interact with the brand. One exciting thing that we have um, happening in October is the launch of our book. So we're using that um, across North America to connect with our community and host events where we can create mixing and blending parties and really to become a leader in the space around natural living. And I think that you can live naturally in a really sophisticated way. Um, and that's what we hope Vitruvi represents. Um, so learning about the environment, learning about toxicity, but still looking chic doing it. Oh, 100%. I yeah, I saw those diffusers. And I'm like, oh, so, so chic. Beautiful. <laughs> We're making some cool ones for next year too. So yes, exciting. Alrighty. So moving on here, we have a few just fun random questions to get to know your personality a bit more. I feel like I need more coffee before. <laughs> this is a judgment zone. A judgment. <laughs> yeah. So question number one: If you yeah. could have a never-ending candle that smelled like anything you wanted, what fragrance would you want it to be? Mm, okay, so uh, I'm going to change that to diffuser. Um, <laughs> it would be probably smelling like uh, the field in Matosin after it rains, like a warm rain smell. I've always tried to figure out what makes it smell like after the rain. Ooh, that is so unique. Right? I yeah. love that. Like wet mud. What do people say? Like pizza? <laughs> <laughs> do people say pizza or like <laughs> I, don't know, I was just thinking something basic like lavender <laughs> That's oh, I smell a lot of that <laughs> our second random question what sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to I think beach volleyball Ooh, <laughs> I live I live really close to Kitts Beach in Vancouver, and there's a lot of volleyball being played right now, and they already kind of look a little tipsy, so I think we could just kind of add it on. We'll make that an official Olympic sport. Yeah. Volleyball. And, and it's good because you can't get hurt because you're just landing in the sand, so it's nice. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. Mm. Third random question, what chore do you hate doing the most? Mm, sorting recycling. Ooh. Oh. We have really, we have a really intense recycling program here, and also at home. It's easier to do at our office, but, um, I yeah, that would be it. I do it, but I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a challenging one. It is. It's like toil and plastic yeah. and this and that. Yeah, I like cleaning now. I'm I'm down with cleaning, but not not sorting things. <laughs> All right, so we're down to our last section. This is a quick lightning round with this or that questions. Okay. No pressure. Oh gosh. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> All right. Number one, bagels or muffins? Muffins. Number two, live permanently in a roller coaster park or at a zoo? Zoo. Easy. Copy and paste in real life or undo in real life? 
Um, undo. <laughs> yellow or orange? Uh, yellow. Bananas or strawberries? Mm, bananas. Lemon or lime? Lemon. Lavender or sandalwood? Oh, uh, <laughs> lavender because sandalwood's endangered, so we don't want to use oh, it. No. Mascara or eyeliner? Mascara. Gold or silver? Gold. Have a permanently clogged nose or always have green food stuck in your teeth? Oh my gosh. Well, both are basically my life. So I couldn't not <laughs> use my nose and I eat salad every day. So I'd have to probably say the green stuff in my teeth because yeah. I think it would be less detrimental to the success of our company. <laughs> <laughs> I like breathing. So. Yeah, I like breathing. <laughs> Smelling's great. All righty. Well, that's all the questions we had today. Thank you so much for joining us. We had well, thank so you. Fun. You guys are awesome. It was awesome to meet you. It was great. And how can our listeners find you? What is your handle? Oh, well, our uh, company handle is just Vitruvi. So V-I-T-R-U-V-I. Um, and you can find that on all channels. And then mine is just Sarah L. Panton. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Glow Gang. Thanks for listening. Did you love this episode or what? As promised, we made a killer freebie for you. So hit up woglow.com or check out the link in the description for how to start a podcast in seven simple steps. Give us your five golden stars on iTunes and we'll be your best friends. I swear. And please share this episode with your babes that need some glow and will benefit from this. Thank you.